my truth, and this is for the listeners, I want you thinking about your own life, your own insecurities. What are you bad at? What are you good at? What are you great at? What are you unbelievably competent at? What are you so good at that you don't even know you're good at it, that you feel bad and you don't know it? I want to slow down so they don't feel any type of way, so they don't get overwhelmed, so they don't get insecure, so they don't get hurt. That sets you up for not being able to be your full authentic self. And another important thing, it doesn't allow you to get the respect that you actually deserve. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was the 1500th episode, the top five lessons from 1500 episodes. Today, for episode number 1501, we start going back up the hill again. The thing that makes you the happiest also makes you the saddest. My wonderful wife and I, Taryn, have been watching a show called Billions on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it was HBO before or Showtime. I don't know. But it's on H- uh, It's on Amazon Prime now. That's where we watch it. And this show is about a very, very successful investor slash hedge fund owner. You don't really need to know about that, honestly. But he's very wise. He's also kind of arrogant and kind of a dick, but he's very wise in spurts. And there is someone that works at this company and they are a genius for sure. They are very, very intelligent. They are doing more as an intern than people working there for 10 years have done. And there's this chess tournament and this new intern actually happens to be a chess prodigy as well. What a, Mm -hmm. what a coincidence. And Axe Axelrod, Bobby Axelrod is his name, the the main character. What a name, right? He asks Bobby Axelrod. Bobby Axelrod. He asks the intern to play in the chess tournament, uh, the poker tournament, poker prodigy, not chess prodigy, poker poker tournament. Gotcha. And <clears throat> less they, cool, but fair. Le- less cool, but higher stakes for sure. Okay. I've never heard anybody talk about how much money they made in a chess tournament. You know what I mean? Those those prizes get up there. How much? I couldn't say I know nowadays. That. I yeah, don't know. Nowadays. What are you, ninety? No, 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 no. I, I what read was a book it when called... you were when you were a young a young lad, how much was a it? A young lad. I don't know. I read a book called The Art of Learning. Mm. And it was about Josh Waitskin, who was a chess prodigy, so and but it was way back. Way, way back, back in the day. Well, this was poker. Poker's cool. I used to play a bit of poker in my day as well. And when Bobby Axelrod, I'm going to say it like that just because it sounds cool, asks this person to play, they said, I don't want to play. I have a negative relationship with with poker, and every time I play, I get super sad. And Bobby says, well, you always get sad when you're doing the thing that you're happiest doing. And they said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're really good at poker. And I'm sure you're probably used to winning. And every time you win, that means somebody else has to lose. And 
maybe you get villainized for that. Maybe other people get triggered for that. Maybe you ask yourself, what does that mean about you? The thing that you're really good at, the thing that makes you the happiest, winning and playing and competing also hurts other people and makes you the saddest. And I shared that on the team call that we had last Saturday. And it seemed to really resonate with everybody that was there. And I was thinking back, I was actually telling Taryn this story not long ago. I've always enjoyed martial arts slash combat sports. I can remember back, I don't know how old I was. I, this might have been, I don't know, 10 years old maybe? I don't know. I remember my buddy and I were hanging out at his house and we were like, we should have a boxing match. And he was a lot bigger than I was. And we didn't have any gloves or anything. So we just put socks on our hands. Just one pair of, <laughs> one pair of socks each. That was the boxing gloves. Wow, that's reckless. Reckless. I won. I knocked him down pretty quickly. And it made me feel really good. But also it made me feel really bad. Because mm-hmm. I didn't... I'm sure he was sad. He was a lot bigger than me. He probably thought he was going to beat me. I remember in high school, we had this... I don't know why we did this. But we had a backyard boxing day where a bunch of my friends and I just invited a bunch of people over and we had boxing matches in the backyard. And one of my good friends at the time, him and I were the first match. And I beat him pretty good. I I definitely won the fight. And he got so angry after that he ran over to the house and punched the house and like knocked a piece of siding off. And we were literally joking, if you just threw a punch like that at me during the fight, you probably would have won. But he mm-hmm. was so angry. And I was super happy. That's really the only thing I could connect to this because I don't know if I was... When I was good at baseball, it didn't make me feel bad because I was playing with people that were good. And the point was to beat the other team. So that that competition was there. So it's probably something that's closer to home i've never liked is there ever any insecurity sorry to interrupt you you're good is there any ever insecurity about me interrupting you i'm kidding always is there is there any ever any wow is there ever any 1501 we got this Mm. is there ever any insecurity from you about when you rap with people that think they're good and then you you know i was insecure to bring that when i was with you I was I was insecure to bring that up because I don't I don't know how good I am. I like to think I'm good, but I don't know. But no, yes. but I I've been there with you rapping mm. with someone who does it more often than you. And I've also heard you on a track with someone who I don't think is as strong, who does it way more than you. And when you were talking about this topic, and you said that you don't feel that way often. Mm. I thought of that night. That's when fair. We were, when you were rapping. I wasn't rapping. But You're the cameraman. I thought of that night. That's fair. And I wanted to ask you that question. If you're honest. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say if I'm honest. Because it makes them feel bad. It does, right? It makes them feel bad. I remember we were, we were writing a song with someone. Because it's very rare that you have enough people in the room to do a song together and have someone record it. And Alan had the video camera and this could be great. And yeah, I remember sitting down and I think I, I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. And they were like, what do you mean you're done? I was like, I got everything. It's written out. I'm ready to go. I'm good. And they were very, (laughs) very surprised. And I was like, you're good. Like, take your time. I'm not pressuring you. I just write really fast. When I hear a beat, usually it just happens and it comes to me and. I was just on that day, but I, I I did have that moment where it was like, 
Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to share with our listeners something that was in Limitless from Book Club. Limitless talks about the four levels of competence. And he actually adds a fifth, Kev. I wish I had thought of this. Interesting. Because we're next level university, right? There's yeah. four levels of competence. He add a fifth level. Is it so hyper-conscious competence? No, no. True mastery is what he called it. Damn. True mastery. Okay, so the first level of competence is unconscious incompetence. In other words, you are unaware that you suck at something. Okay? And I just want to be very direct here. All of us suck at stuff. Some of us are more insecure about that than other people. I think some people are really insecure about how good they are at things. I think other people are really insecure about things they suck at. And I think we all are both. Again, going back to the 1500th episode where I said success and failure. Fear of success is basically being better than others. Fear of failure is being worse than others. So we all stay in this little box, this little comfort zone, this little pendulum swing. So with rapping, Kev's a little insecure about how good he is because it makes other people feel bad. Transparently, though, I just want to make sure I put this out there. I haven't rapped enough with people who are drastically ahead of me. So that is something I do need to do. Like I need to get humbled. I need to be around someone who... I remember when we had Justin Freeman on. Shout out to Justin Freeman back in the day. I messaged him and was like, hey, man, I want to get on a track with you. And he left me on red. He just ignored it completely, as he should have, honestly. That was a little bit of an entitled thing to do because he's way ahead of where I am for sure. But yeah, I haven't been on with someone that can really, really humble me. And I think that's well, just he obviously important. didn't see your clips. Yeah, well, he probably was like, no, that ain't that ain't it. He probably <laughs> thought I was entitled to ask, honestly, which yeah, I was, in fairness. Well, going back to the levels here real quick, the first level is unconscious incompetence. In other words, you are unaware that you suck at something. And this is in the book Limitless. Number two is conscious incompetence. Now you're aware you suck at something. And again, suck is a strong word. Aware that you're not good at something. Okay. The third level is conscious competence, meaning now you're aware that you're getting better after you practice. And then the last one is unconscious competence, which means you don't even, you're so good, you don't even know you're good. That's mastery. You're so good, you don't even know you're good. And I want to share this vulnerably. I remember I was on a coaching session with a team member on the production team. And she was like blown away. She said, I don't understand how you do it. I was like, what do you mean? She said, Kevin tells you the title and the topic and you figure out what you're going to plug and then it's lights, camera, go. Whether it's my memory or it's my depth of knowledge or my expertise or whatever that allows me to do that. I don't, storytelling, I don't know. But I do know it's a lot of reps. I do know that it's a lot of practice. I do know that I've been studying speaking for at least seven or eight years, if not longer. I've been studying storytelling since I was a sophomore in college. So there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't realize. And I remember how insecure I was when I started a podcast with Emilia. I wasn't insecure because I'm not good. I was insecure because I was afraid to make her feel insecure at how much better I am at articulating points. But you and I have, at that point, we had a thousand episodes more mm. than them. 
we do events together. We do relationship talks events. Kevin and I do monthly meetups. My truth, and this is for the listeners, I want you thinking about your own life, your own insecurities. What are you bad at? What are you good at? What are you great at? What are you unbelievably competent at? What are you so good at that you don't even know you're good at it, that you feel bad and you don't know it? Emilia is awesome. She's like a really strong podcaster. She's excellent. Kev is a stronger communicator. He's a stronger speaker. He's a stronger podcaster, but he's also done 1,500 episodes plus 700 others, probably 800 at this point. So of course, and I do think that you are a natural communicator. I do. I do feel that way. I've been on enough podcasts at this point. You can kind of tell, you know, I have one person I'm thinking of. She's going to start a podcast. She's going to crush it. I mean, her launch point is so much higher than people who have been doing it for years. Mm. And she has no idea. I told her I'm coaching her. I was coaching her. I'm not anymore. I told her, I said, you are unreasonably good. And I said, I want you to know, I don't say this to everybody. And no one can tell you this because maybe they don't know. Or maybe they do know, but they're insecure, so they hide it. You are ridiculously good at speaking and communicating effectively. You use no filler words. You have powerful pauses. You're very articulate. You have great energy. You're beautiful. I just, I like to tell people where they're great because most people don't know. Well, you're not going to double down on something that you don't know is valuable. I said, I coach podcasters all the time. You are going to be awesome. And I said, I don't say that to everybody. I have another person I'm thinking of that honestly I had to say, I don't know if podcasting is probably right for you. That's me trying to help this person. I would rather you just be honest with yourself and go do something that you are great at versus try to become something you're not. That's like me trying to be a strength competitor, power lifter. I'm weak. Honestly, I'm weak. I'm an ectomorph. I'm a long-distance runner build. I'm, I'm weak. Seriously. I have no problem saying that. So at the end of the day, this episode, where are you happy that you're great but sad that others aren't? There's so much self-awareness gold in that. And I'm so grateful we're doing this topic. Hi, my name's John Larito, and I just wanted to uh, give a big shout-out to Kevin Palmieri. I had uh, reached out to him. He had been referred to me when I had shared with a friend of mine some interest in uh, doing a podcast. And he said, you've got to use Kevin. He's fantastic. He's the best around. He'll get you started and off the ground and and uh, soaring high. Uh, Kevin was phenomenal in terms of leading me through the whole process. And not just easy to work with, but really, really knows his stuff. So whether you're looking for somebody to, to help you and get you started or somebody as I've done, where I'm putting it entirely in his hands because I've got total trust and confidence in him. Any of those ends of the spectrum, you're gonna have a lot of success and a lot of fun working with Kevin. Trust me, thanks. I enjoy this topic very much. Anytime I can find a, a lesson in a serious show or something, I love finding lessons like that. I always talk about Parks and Rec and how I learned so much from that show, even though it's a comedy. There's lessons in every everything as mm -hmm. long as you're you're searching for them. The other important thing about this is if you if you if you intentionally slow down. So it's almost a case of okay, I'm going to go do this with someone who I I believe I'm better at this task activity than they are. I want to slow down so they don't feel any type of way, so they don't get overwhelmed, so they don't get insecure, so they don't get hurt. That sets you up for not being able to be your full authentic self. And another important thing 
it doesn't allow you to get the respect that you actually deserve. What if you, what, let's just say hypothetically, let's just say it's, it's golf or drawing. Let's just say it's drawing. You and your friend are hanging out and they say, Hey, let's do some drawing. And you say, okay, yeah, sure. We can, we can draw anything specific you want to draw. And they say, no, no, you lead the charge and I'll just draw whatever you draw. And you kind of just scribble something because you're afraid to lean into what you're really good at. What if that person looks up to you and they want to learn from you? Maybe they, maybe they feel like you're not interested in helping them because you're not actually leaning into something that you're really, really good at. Well, they can't even know that you're someone to learn from. Well, unless they already had that thought. Maybe they've seen your stuff. Oh, okay. Like, they, hypothetically, they've seen your stuff, and then they sit down with you, and then the, you draw a stick figure day Jeff, and they say, that's not what I saw. <laughs> I didn't, that's not what you had on your wall. That, so that's, a, that's another, another thing. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where you kind of have to feel that. You have to experience it. You have to, you have to experience the discomfort. Because until you do, you don't really know what to do with it. We did an episode last week or a week the week before where we were talking about another, I think it was another reason why taking action is so important or something like that. And it's because you can conceptualize how something's going to happen or what it's going to seem like or how somebody's going to react, but you don't really understand until it actually happens. So say you you did get that, say that person came back and said, oh my goodness, I could never draw like you. And you know under that there's insecurity. You know under that there's sadness. You know they want to be an artist or they want to be, uh, what is a drawer called? Illustrator? Nice. Go me. They want to be an illustrator. And in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, ah, you're in trouble. I don't know if you're ever going to be able to do that, even though I could probably do that right now, even though I don't value it at the level you do. It's important, I think, to experience that. I actually think... Typically, we don't value what we're best at because it comes naturally. Yeah, it makes sense. The things that come naturally to you, you inherently undervalue because you took it for granted. It's almost like you don't know what it's like. I'll give you an example. So, you grow your legs pretty easily. You're also shorter, so your squat form is... Dude, I have giraffe legs. Do you have any idea how difficult it is for me to have squat form <laughs> like you? Uh, I can imagine. I can imagine. My legs are so long. They're longer than my torso by a significant margin. Now, and I'll share this as well, I did a 5K two years ago with Emilia, and I, I ran it backwards because I wanted to... We were like, oh, let's do it together. Let's stay together. I wanted to stay with her. And this is a perfect analogy for this. And eventually, it was, It just got to the point where it's like, you're feeling bad, huffing and puffing. I'm sitting here bored. This is stupid. I'm running backwards. Let me just go crush this last third. So the last third, I ended up going all out, and I was dying. <laughs> and I still actually had a pretty good time. But long distance running, for me, I'm, I'm an ectomorph. I'm six foot two, all legs. I mean, it's just easy. It's easy peasy. Now, I'm not a great runner because I don't practice it. Ironically, I'm in the gym doing the thing that's not coming natural. <laughs> but I think that we tend to take for granted the things that we're naturally amazing at. We definitely do. And I'll share this quickly as well. I have a brilliant, brilliant client that I coached once. Engineer, went to college with him, tech school. 
I loved coaching him because he just understands mathematics at such a deep level that I could say concepts that I typically can't. And he just gets it. I mean, his deeper understanding of the way the universe works is so strong. But I had a moment where I really started to appreciate you and I more, Kev, because I had this moment of, he has this awesome app idea. He has this great business model. And I had this moment of, you're in trouble. You are not going to be able to articulate. your. You can have the best idea in the world. But he struggles to communicate. He has a really hard time communicating. Now, this is not me beating him up. This person could be listening. I'm a big fan. And by the way, partner up with someone who's good at what you're not because they need what you are. Hmm. So find someone who complements your weaknesses and mitigates uh, and celebrates your strengths. Compliments your weaknesses and, and celebrates your strengths. That is the best partnership. Intimate and business. But I told him, I said, listen, you have got to find someone who's a strong orator. You have to str- find a strong speaker. Kev, I never told you this, but I came up with something called the 25 impact points of effective communication. I didn't do that for me. I did that for this client because he was asking me, hey, even in college, you were always so charismatic. You were always so capable of articulating things. As far as engineers go, I think I'm on the higher end of effectively communicating ideas. And I always have been. And he really gave me that and he wanted to learn from me. So I came up with the 25 impact points of effective communication off the cuff because I wanted to help him. Mm. But I was super insecure when he was complimenting me because I don't want him to feel bad. I'm sad for him. I really am. Your idea is great, but it's going to die on the vine if you don't find someone who can articulate the value. I know people that are one-tenth as intelligent as this person, but they're going to win because they can communicate. Communication is a very powerful tool. And if you don't have it, it's very hard for you to succeed. So my advice to him is go find someone who has it, who believes in you, and who you know isn't as intelligent so that you two can team up and crush it. But to your original point of this episode, Kev, for our listeners, where are you insecure about being not good enough? That's one list. Where are you insecure about not being smart enough or not being good enough or not being whatever, competent enough? On the other side of that pendulum, where are you insecure because you're so good? You're so good that it actually triggers the insecurities of others. And if you have both of those lists, your self-awareness is going to be so much higher than the statistical norm because I did not understand this until the last maybe six months. My... my attachment to that next level nugget would be I would venture to guess that a common insecurity is creating insecurities in others. So that's kind of what Alan is talking about there. So I think that would be a really useful practice, a good action step to take after you listen to this episode. Because if if you're really good at something, you should be really good at it. And you should practice it more if it feels good and, and you think you can do something with it. Who knows? Imagine if if that's your calling, that's what you're supposed to be doing. And the other thing too is when you're around the right, and I'm not saying you're not around the right people, but when you're around the right people, you have people who are ahead of you and you have people who are behind you. So just because someone's behind you doesn't mean it's bad for you to be ahead of them. You got to be ahead of them if you're going to get to where you want to get to. Emilia, fortunately, has been extremely forthcoming with Alan, we're good. I'll just learn from you. Mm. But she's not a super insecure person. So, And she has a lot of self-belief. 
And so it's been really nice to have her slip into that student role in where I'm ahead and I do the same for her. But if you're around a lot of really insecure people, it will be hard to shine. I just want to extend that olive branch. We're talking a little bit about vulnerability in this episode. Our 23rd Next Level Monthly Meetup, almost two years of Next Level Monthly Meetups, is on how to communicate a vulnerable truth. Something we talk about very often on here. I just got rid of the date. I'm out here jeffing. We talk about communicating vulnerable truths a lot because, number one, vulnerability is the truth. But there's layers to that. When you tell somebody your full, authentic truth, it's scary. And there's a lot of fear around that. There's a lot of insecurity around that. What if they don't resonate with it? What if I fall into a shame cycle? What if they judge me? So join us on November 2nd, 2023 at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, our meetups are kind of like a live podcast, but not really. They're way more of an opportunity for you to take part. So if you want to come and ask questions and have your camera on, you can. If you want to be a fly in the wall and have your camera off and not participate at all, you can do that too. They're totally private. They are never recorded. And it's a great opportunity for you to explore yourself at a deeper level. So this episode was about being a little bit insecure with sharing where some of the things you're good at or being good at the things you're good at or leaning into the things you're good at. There was one that an insecurity that was triggered for me that I was reluctant to share, but I've been tracking habits for a little over eight years now, about to be nine years. I used to use these little black notebooks that I carried with me. They're actually behind me. You can't see them on the video, but because our frame is smaller now. But I've been tracking habits for almost nine years, and it has been, I actually remember being made fun of for it, and one of my close friends actually said that's a terrible idea which I strongly disagree with. I think that's very, very ignorant, personally. It has been one of the most transformational habits I've ever done. The habit of habit tracking will transform your life. It is one of the most powerful things you can do. The entire NLU team tracks habits. Kevin's been tracking habits for five years now, five or six years. And we have an app now called Optimal. We have several people on it. I know that because it crashed and I had several people reach out and say, hey, the app crashed. Uh, but you can start with three habits, green light, yellow light, red light, three things, super simple. Did you do it? Did you not? And it's going to give you some self-awareness of, crap, maybe I'm not as disciplined as I thought or maybe I'm crushing. And if you track with consistency for two weeks, you can bump to six habits. Another two weeks, you can bump to nine habits, and then we have a paid version for 12 habits. If you want to start tracking habits, I can promise you if you stick with it, it will change your life. All my clients track habits. Optimal is the way. The link will be in the show notes. Tomorrow for episode number 1502, we judge ourselves more than others judge us. I went to a wedding last weekend, and weddings always create stories. And stories sometimes create podcast episodes. So we're going to do an episode on it. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Keep shining. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.